Welcome to the Script Bits Podcast for Friday, 2nd December 2022. Our bit today comes from Psalm 146 verse 5, which says, Happy is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God. And it's Friday, so everyone's joyfully shouting, TGIF, thank God it's Friday. And the work week is over. Glory be. You know, it always amuses me at, a, at our different reactions on Mondays and Fridays. One of anger and frustration and the other of happiness. But the fact is that life goes on as planned regardless of our reactions. And despite all of our advancements, none of us know what's going to happen on any particular day of our lives, nor in our oh-so-messed-up and confused world. So why not enjoy every day that we are alive, eh? regardless of what day it is and whether we have to go to work or not? The truth is that only the Lord God Almighty knows what's going to happen, and he's not telling because he desires us to put our sincere trust faith and hope in him to rely completely on, completely on his mercy, grace, and loving kindness. And that makes very good sense since he is the creator and controller of the earth and all therein. Why look to anyone or anything else for safety, comfort, prosperity, and health when we have the one who created and controls it all to look to it? And Psalm 146 puts it so nicely and wisely. Put not your trust in princes, nor in the son of man, or rather a son of man, that's a human being, in whom there is no help, no salvation. His breath goeth forth, his spirit departs, he returneth to his earth, and in that very day his thoughts perish. Happy is he that had the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God, which made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that therein is, which keepeth truth forever. And that comes from Psalm 146, verses 3 to 6. And that's so easy to do, my friends, through the medium of prayer. For as they say, Jesus is only a prayer way. That means a couple of breaths and words away. But no, because we have free will, we figure we are entitled to do what we want, when we want, and with whom we want. But that's a great fallacy, my brethren. The Lord didn't give us free will to run amok and do the devil's evil bidding, but to choose to come to him in love and true fellowship. No wonder there are consequences for all of our behavior, both good and bad. And believe me, some of those consequences are very far-reaching, even to the destiny we face at the end of this earthly life. Please remember Paul's various, very serious warning to the Roman church, where he says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through or in Jesus Christ, 
And that comes from Romans 8, 23. And that's possibly the most significant warning in all the Bible because it gets right down to brass tacks, doesn't mince words about our eternal fate. Now, whether or not you believe Rob Paul's warning is entirely up to you, but be assured that it is the truth and a life of sin will be paid for by death, both physical and spiritual. And since we were all born in sin because of our forefather Adam's sinfulness, we are automatically labeled for death, as the good book tells us, for all have sinned and come or fallen short of the glory of God. And you can find that in Romans 3.23. And for that, we will pay a hefty price unless we repent, turn from our evil ways and receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, whom the Father sent to die on the cross at Calvary, so his sinless blood could be shed and pay for our sins. Yes, friends, our sin debt has been paid in full by Jesus Christ. As Paul writes in his second letter to the church at Corinth, for he had made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And that comes from 2 Corinthians 5, verse 20. For oh, my fellow saints, how great and wonderful is our Father God. How deep and marvelous is his love for us, that he sent his only begotten son to die for a bunch of ungrateful sinners like us. You must admit, though, that he had to think very highly of us to do such an amazing and selfless deed. And Jesus said it thus, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And we all know that comes from John 3, 16 to 17. And that says it all right there, friends. Jesus came so that we could be saved because the Father loved us so much, he didn't want to see his most precious creation languish in hell in pain and suffering for eternity. So he gave us another option, one of redemption and reconciliation through belief on the shed blood of his son, Jesus Christ. But the choice is all up to us, and that's the crux of the matter. And my heartfelt advice is that we do like Moses told the Israelites way back when. I call heaven and earth to record or witness this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, Choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live. And that comes from Deuteronomy 31, 19. Oh, friends, it couldn't be any clearer than that, no? And for those of us who have chosen life, let's go to God in prayer through a Friday chant, asking for his divine guidance and continued grace and mercy. All together now, oh, Lord, Thanks for getting me safely through this past week. 
You know it's been rough. What with all the anxiety, the confusion and havoc that the several viruses and all many other problems are causing. We can't seem to fix it on our own, Lord. That means we desperately need your help. Oh, Heavenly Father, with your omnipotent help and our trusting faith, we know that we can stand strong and steadfast and defeat both the viruses and the simmering unrest in our land. So, Lord, we sincerely ask you today to give the governments and those involved in the forefront of this serious and unexpected storm the wise guidance to handle the situation properly with the least amount of loss to life and property as possible. And please help those of us who must go out to work amidst all the confusion to be responsible and to stay safe and avoid any more serious setbacks. And Lord, we fervently pray that you will use this situation to bring a lot of backsliders back to your fold. Show them the error of their ways. And please, please introduce a whole new flock who will embrace your love and compassion by the example that we, your faithful believers, set. Yes, Lord, please use this pandemic, the discontent, and dissatisfaction in our land that's threatening to boil over as a means of restoring faith in you so that our sinful world can wake up and smell the coffee. Yes, Lord, we need to wake up and smell it sweet and strong. And we pray this in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, my people, if we truly want a positive answer to our prayer, then we'd better wake up and smell that coffee and turn from our evil ways. Much love. And the postscript for today says, sin brings punishment, godliness brings rewards, and that's the gospel truth. So if you want rewards, then you'll be godly, and if you don't care about rewards, then you could stay sinning and accept whatever punishment comes. But the wise ones will do like Moses advised, choose life. Yes, friends, please, I'm pleading with us. Let's choose life today, in a life that comes from believing and living for Jesus Christ. And we pray that in his mighty name. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.